0: Before we begin, a word of warning to our listeners. This episode uses certain sounds and audio techniques which have been found to cause fear and anxiety in certain people. This episode is best listened to through headphones, at night, alone, and in the dark. Thank you.
1: of the foreign policy of the United States is the creation of conditions in which we and other nations will be able to work out a way of life free from coercion. This was a fundamental issue in the war with Germany and Japan. Our victory was won over countries which sought to impose their will and their way of life upon other nations. At the present moment, In world history, nearly every nation must choose between alternative ways of life. The choice is too often not a free one. One way of life is based upon the will of the majority and is distinguished by free institutions, representative government, free elections, guarantees of individual liberty, freedom of speech and religion, and freedom from political oppression. The second way of life is based upon the will of a minority forcibly imposed upon the majority. It relies upon terror and oppression, a a controlled press and radio, fixed elections, and the suppression of personal freedoms.
2: President finished his address by reminding his supporters that the others are out there, working against them every day to destroy their way of life. They could be anywhere and look like anyone. And only he has the ability to protect them. For CBN News in New York, this is Frank Collins. Stay tuned for two minutes till midnight, coming up right after your local CBN affiliate station identification.
0: You're listening to KFET, your local Columbia Broadcasting Network affiliate serving Weed, California, and now two minutes till midnight. Normad Toothpaste is proud to present Two Minutes Till Midnight. You. Two Minutes Till Midnight brings you Rolf Hansen in A Tale of Psychological Suspense with the story A Rat for Little Albert
2: Imagine if you will A doctor obsessed with finding the root cause of human fears He may have just stumbled upon the ideal lab rat for his experiment And now the question is How far is he willing to go to find the answer? John Watson better check his watch because when he does, he might just find that it's two minutes till midnight.
0: Rosalie, come here a minute.
3: Huh? What is it, John?
0: Well, you know how I've been theorizing that we are born with only two innate triggers for our fear response loud noises and falling.
3: Yes. I remember you mentioning that a little while ago. What of it?
0: I was just thinking about how Pavlov was able to train his dogs to have the desired response by simply ringing a bell. Think of it. What if we could train a baby in the same way to prove my theory of innate fear?
3: You want to see if you can train a child to be afraid of something?
0: Yes. Imagine if we could, if we could demonstrate that we can make a child fearful of something that it had no negative reaction to previously, like let's say one of these white lab rats, then show that the same fear persists after an interval of time. We will be able to prove that all our fears are acquired over our lifetime. That people are born with only those two innate fears. I think
3: it's worth a try. But I see three things wrong with your plan. Which are? Well, where are you going to find a baby to experiment on? Your kids are too grown, and you're definitely not getting one from me anytime soon. Also, how are you going to be able to get it to be afraid of the rat? And finally... If you're successful, this poor child will have a lifetime fear of rats that
0: you gave him. Rosalie, that's genius. What's that? If we could train a child to be afraid, why can't we untrain it as well? That will be the third step in our experiment. Since all fears are learned behaviors, we can demonstrate that they can be just as easily unlearned. You still haven't told me how you plan to make the baby fear something. Well, since we know that children have a fear of loud noises, we will give it the object we want it to fear while simultaneously making a loud sound. If I'm correct, given the two things together enough times, the baby should develop a correlation to the two and eventually have the same fear reaction that it has to the loud sound when only presented with the object of fear. If you are successful,
3: how do you suggest we go about removing the fear?
0: We just have to find a way to desensitize it to the object. We can recondition it by showing the object that has been entrained with the fear response while stimulating the erogenous zones. We should first try the lips, then the nipples, and as a final resort, the sex organs. Sounds like you
3: have everything worked out, except the baby.
0: I have that part figured out already. I happen to know that there are some wet nurses in the Invalid Children's Hospital attached to the university they have babies of their own of the appropriate age. I'm sure we can convince them to study their child for the advancement of science.
2: Ah, here we are. This is Mrs. Barger's room, the one I was telling you about. Let's see if she's in. Yes, come in. Hello, Mrs. Barger. Sorry to bother you. I want to introduce you to Mr. John Watson and Miss Rosalie Rayner. They're doing research in child psychology at the university, and they're interested in discussing running some psychological tests on your son. A pleasure to meet you, Miss barger.
3: Hello, Miss barger
2: and this must
0: be little Albert, who we've heard so much about. Yes, it is my isn't he a healthy young thing? From what I understand he's around nine months old, and has lived here with you at the hospital since his birth?
3: Yes, that is correct.
0: And tell me, Miss Barger, in your opinion, has he suffered any childhood illnesses or had any developmental delays?
3: None that I know of. Albert's always been well, and the doctors here tell me that he's the picture of health.
0: Wonderful. Your Albert is exactly what we are looking for for our tests. With your permission, of course.
3: What exactly are these tests, Mr. Watson? I won't allow any harm to come to my
0: child. Heavens no, Miss Barger. We wouldn't think of harming him in any way. The tests are quite simple. We simply want to measure his cognitive ability and introduce him to various animals to gauge his response to novel things.
3: He will be quite safe, Miss Barger,
0: I can assure you. The test sessions will be brief. Only a few hours spread out over a couple of months, so we can chart his progress. His contribution to our scientific understanding of emotional development will be invaluable. Obviously, you will be compensated for your trouble.
3: Well, I suppose that it will be okay.
0: Wonderful. We are eager to begin straight away. Would you be able to bring Albert by our lab tomorrow at noon?
3: Yes, I can arrange that.
0: Wonderful. Thank you for your time. We will see you tomorrow, then. Good day, Miss Barger.
3: Good day, Mr. Watson. Miss Rayner.
0: From the Personal Journal of John Watson, December the 5th, 1919 test subject, Albert B. At approximately nine months of age, we ran him through the emotional tests. In brief, the infant was confronted suddenly, and for the first time successively, with a white rat, a rabbit, a dog, a monkey, with masks, with and without hair, cotton wool, burning newspapers, etc., A permanent record of Albert's reactions to these objects and situations has been preserved in a motion picture study. Manipulation was the most usual reaction called out. At no time did this infant ever show fear in any situation. These experimental records were confirmed by the casual observations of the mother and the hospital attendants. No one had ever seen him in a state of fear and rage. The infant practically never cried. December the 6th, 1919. The test to determine whether a fear reaction could be called out by a loud sound was made when he was 8 months, 26 days of age. The sound was that made by striking a hammer upon a suspended steel bar 4 feet in length And three fourths of an inch in diameter. The laboratory notes are as follows One of the two experimenters caused the child to turn its head and fixate her moving hand. The other, stationed back of the child, struck the steel bar a sharp blow. The child started violently. His breathing was checked and his arms were raised in a characteristic manner. On the second stimulation, The same thing occurred, and in addition, the lips began to pucker and tremble. On the third stimulation, the child broke into a sudden crying fit. This is the first time an emotional situation in the laboratory has produced any fear or even crying in Albert. We will soon begin to determine if we can pair this fear reaction to the white rat that previously elicited no reaction from Albert. February the 13th, 1920. We begin the fear pairing today. Rosalie, put the child on the table and take up position with the hammer behind him. I will remove the rat from the box and quickly place it on the table next to him. Whenever he reaches for the rat, strike the bar as hard and loud as you can. Ready? Ready? Here we go. There! He's reaching! Strike! His hand is moving toward it again! Strike! Again! Strike it again! Do it again! That's right, Albert! Fear the rat! Fear the rat! February the 13th, 1920 continued. Today, after five joint stimulations coupling the loud sound and the rat, Albert was shown the rat alone. The instant the rat was shown, the baby began to cry. Almost instantly he turned sharply to the left, fell over on his left side, raised himself on all fours, and began to crawl away so rapidly that he was caught with difficulty before reaching the edge of the table. This was as convincing a case of completely conditioned fear response as could have been theoretically pictured. February the 18th, 1920. Today Albert was first tested with blocks. He reached readily for them, playing with them as usual. This shows that there has been no general transfer to the room table, blocks, or researchers. The rat was then given alone. The baby whimpered immediately, withdrew his right hand, and turned head and trunk away. He was then given blocks again, and he played readily with them, while smiling and gurgling. The rat was then reintroduced. He immediately leaned over to the left side as far away from the rat as possible, then fell over getting up on all fours and scurrying away as rapidly as possible. The above preliminary test shows that the conditioned response to the rat had carried over completely for the five days in which no tests were given. We will test again in a few weeks to see if the conditioned response persists. March the 13th, 1920. Unfortunately, Albert was withdrawn from the hospital today by his mother, so we must end all testing. Fortunately, we were able to test the child one last time before his departure. Our results show that his conditioned response to the rat remains, and has also successfully been transferred to other furry objects, including a rabbit, a seal fur coat, and a Santa Claus mask made with cotton balls. My only regret is that it will not have a chance to attempt a removal of his conditioning.
3: Do you really think the conditioning will persist, John?
0: I have no reason to think that it won't. We've shown that it remained for over a month after our initiation of it. Unless some accidental method is hit upon, I think it will most likely stay with him for the rest of his life.
3: I just feel awful knowing he'll go the rest of his life being terrified of rats and seal-fur coats and have no idea why.
0: (laughs) Think of it, Rosalie. Twenty years from now, he may go to a Freudian who will probably tease from him the recital of a dream which, upon their analysis, will show that Albert, at three years of age, attempted to play with the pubic hair of his mother and was scolded violently for it. But we know the truth. We know that all these phobias and fears are conditioned, not sexually repressed fantasies from our childhood. We've proven that we can create them from nothing. Think of it, Rosalie. If we can instill fear, then why not anything else? Given enough time and control, we can shape a child into anything we want. Why, give me a dozen healthy infants, well-formed, and my own specified world to bring them up in, and I'll guarantee to take any one at random and train him to become any type of specialist. I might select doctor, lawyer, artist, merchant chief, and yes, even beggar man and thief. Regardless of his talents, pen chance, tendencies, abilities, vocation, and race of his ancestors. We'll return to Two Minutes to Midnight in a moment, but first a word from Doorman Toothpaste. Do you have a true friend? One that you know you can trust to tell you anything? A friend that would even tell you when your breath smells bad and your teeth begin to yellow? Or are the people you know too polite to tell you about your poor oral health, but freely discuss it behind your back? Worry no more, because you have Dormad Toothpaste. Yes, Dormad Toothpaste, the only toothpaste with thorium. To get your teeth their whitest and brightest. Its radioactive radiation increases the defense of teeth and gums. The cells are loaded with new life energy. The bacteria are hindered in their destroying effect. This explains the excellent prophylaxis and healing process with gingivile diseases. It gently polishes the dental enamel, so it turns white and shiny, and prevents dental calculus. It has a wonderful lather, and a new, pleasant, mild, and refreshing taste. So the next time you see your pharmacist, be sure to request Dormad toothpaste in the bright yellow tube. And
2: now, back to two minutes, till midnight. A man walks into a doctor's office. No, this isn't the beginning of a joke, because the man in question hasn't slept in weeks. And although they say that laughter is the best medicine, what this doctor might end up prescribing might be something more terrifying than he can ever imagine. Because what the man is unaware of is that this appointment is scheduled for two minutes till midnight?
3: Yes? What is it? Come in already if it's so urgent.
2: Doctor, does this is door lock?
0: They're out to get me. I'm seriously panicking here. I need your help. They who? They, them! I don't know exactly, but that's why I'm here.
3: Okay. Okay, relax. You're perfectly safe here. I'm here to help. Everything is going to be okay. Now, why don't we start from the beginning and see if I can help you figure out what's going on. Here, take a seat. Now, what seems to be the problem?
0: I'm so tired. I haven't been able to sleep for weeks. It happens at night. They come at night someone, something something evil I can feel it in my room lurking in the shadows hunting me I can hear it whispering when I do drift off I come to with a fright and feel it, feel it weighing down, pressing on my chest something sitting on my chest, even though there's nothing there and the, and the buzzing the hissing All I can do is lay there, motionless, helpless. I'm wide awake, but I can't move a single muscle. I can't twitch a finger. Nothing. Like I'm a prisoner in my own body. I'm not crazy, Doc. I swear I'm not. Sometimes I can't believe in myself. I've never believed in aliens or demons or any of that other nonsense, but I'm starting to think that that's the only answer. I'm starting to believe I'm cursed. It keeps happening. And it's terrifying. You have no idea. There, there. It's alright. I
3: assure you, you are not losing your mind. Nor are you cursed or being visited by
0: aliens. I knew you'd think I'm crazy. You don't know how bad it is. You don't understand. I'm too scared to sleep. The coffee stopped working. I'm buying caffeine pills now and taking them in bulk. I have to take antacids to counter the holes they're burning in my stomach. But it's better than sleeping. It's better than spending every night in a waking nightmare. Oh, I do believe you.
3: There is a simple explanation for all of this. I can help you. But first, let's get you calmed down a bit. It's obvious you're in a highly agitated state.
0: What's that? I hate needles.
3: Nothing to be afraid of. This is simply going to help you relax a little bit. Then we can work out all these troubles you're having. Here we go. That's better. Deep breaths. You'll feel better in just a few minutes. You have nothing to fear. We'll set you straight. See? Looks like you're feeling more tranquil already.
0: Yes, I am. Thank you, it's it's helping. Yes,
3: of course it is. Now, what you're suffering from is a classic case of sleep paralysis. You see, sleep paralysis is a state in which you are awake, but unable to move or speak. Hallucinations, intense fear, a feeling of someone sitting on your chest, hearing voices or whispering very common during episodes of sleep paralysis. I guarantee no aliens are visiting you at night. If there's any aliens out there, they're not bothering to come to this backwater planet. But you're not the first to come to this conclusion. Interestingly enough, sleep paralysis is theorized to play a role in the creation of stories of alien abduction and other paranormal events. And you're definitely not alone with this affliction. Between 8 and 50% of people experience at least one episode of sleep paralysis at some point in their life. There really isn't any treatment options for it, though. It's mainly recommended we just reassure our patients that the condition is common and generally not that serious. If reassuring doesn't work, the next step is to work on improving sleep hygiene. Do cognitive behavioral therapy or prescribe antidepressants. But we're not going to have to bother with any of those things with you, though, are we? Pretty impressive how quickly it kicks in, isn't it? You really can't move, can you? You can still blink, though. Go ahead and blink for me. Ah, yes. Very good. All locked in. Oh, that's a lot of blinking. You haven't heard of Lockton Syndrome? It's fascinating stuff. Lockton Syndrome is a condition in which a patient is aware but cannot move or communicate due to complete paralysis of nearly all voluntary muscles in the body except for blinking. You are conscious and sufficiently intact cognitively to be able to communicate with eye movements, but that's all you can do. A lot like that sleep paralysis, am I right? My my, look at that terrified look in your eye, isn't that precious? You see, a number of things can cause Locton Syndrome. Poisoning, traumatic brain injury, medication overdose, strokes, diseases of the circulatory system. Why? There was even a case of a woman who checked into the ER and ended up with locked-in syndrome caused by excessive use of cocaine combined with acute thrombosis. Riveting case, actually. She ended up completely frozen and could only communicate by movements with her eyes. But you haven't been doing any cocaine, now have you? You know... You really should ask more questions before you let someone inject you with unknown substances. Even if I am wearing a lab coat, that doesn't make me automatically trustworthy. Ah well, lesson learned, eh? The fact that there was no receptionist and you and I are alone in this building should have been a tip-off, no? Well, it seems like that vecuronium bromide really did the trick. Isn't that right, Mr. Blinky? It's one of my favorites. It's used as part of general anesthesia to provide skeletal muscular relaxation during surgery, or mechanical ventilation. Effects are greatest at about four minutes and last for up to an hour. And by my calculation... at peak effectiveness right about now oh don't worry you'll be getting another dose before this one wears off I'm thinking you're really starting to panic aren't you lots of thoughts racing through your head about what I'm going to do to you while you lay there helpless science my good man Like I said, you've come to the right place. Paralysis happens to be my specialty, and it is very kind of you to volunteer to participate in my extensive and thorough studies. A researcher always needs more data. You are contributing to the greater good of humanity. Comfort yourself with that thought. Now... Where did I put that scalpel?
0: And now, a word from our sponsor. Hood's Sarsaparilla. Yes, folks, get good blood from Hood's. Hood's is the one true blood purifier guaranteed to cure scrofula, dyspepsia, catarrh, that tired feeling, loss of appetite, and more. Yes, Hood's Sarsaparilla. Now with only 18% alcohol. The blood and the strength of the grill nothing Previously on Dirty Talk After, After hours. hours Yeah, You ready for this final volley? I'm ready. All right, let's, let's do, do it. Alright, hunker down. Oh shit, it looks like they're regrouping. Ah! What are they doing over there? Oh crap! Oh! It's coming! coming! Ah!
3: You. Not touching? Something's touching. Nothing's touching. You're freaking talking. out, man. All right, let us out. Let, me... let us out. Ah,
0: let us out of here. Ah. Turn a little it... bit more and take another half step back. Ah. Half step. No. Just... Ah. Say hi to Moriarty for me. Dirty talk after hours. Available exclusively on Patreon every Monday morning. Hey everybody, this is Chris. And Rain. And if you do want to join us for the Dirty Talk After Hours podcast, we would love to have you along. It's a weekly podcast that we do on Patreon. Go to patreon.com backslash dirty talk podcast and we'll give you an earful each and every Monday morning. Both of your ears full. Yes. Two ears full every Monday morning. Sometimes we go on adventures. Sometimes we talk about the weird news of the day. It's a never ending party, my friends. Join (laughs) us. So if you want to support this podcast and encourage us to keep doing the awesome job we're doing and get bonus episodes every week, go to patreon.com backslash duty talk See you all there. We now return to Two Minutes Till Midnight on the Columbia Broadcasting Network.
2: Sitting alone in a darkened room, all that can be heard is a desperate voice coming out of the radio hoping to find anyone else to talk to in the rubble of a slowly crumbling world. But maybe this sender isn't reaching the receiver intended. That's what happens when your attempted final broadcast goes out at two minutes till midnight.
0: Hello? Is there anybody there? Please, if you're there, respond. Hello? I'm sorry. I just... I can't take the constant silence and permanent twilight every day bleeding into the last. I just need to hear something. Anything. I can't sit here anymore with nothing but the rotting fruits of my memories, sloughing meat and leaving the barren pits of my mind, whispers of how the world looked, before the sky took on the reflection of the dried blood that still clogs the storm drains when the earth wasn't covered with this thin downy ash and the birds hadn't fallen from their flight the trees are bare they can't feed off of the rotting corpses of the animals that lay beneath them when they themselves are expiring in this sunless smoke choked Limbo. I try to remember how it all began. Is anyone even listening? Don't listen to him. I'll keep broadcasting until the batteries give out. You know it's lies. This is all I have left. Is there anyone there? Of course there's not. You would have answered by now. Sometimes I think I hear someone trying to get through on the radio static, trying to reach me, but. Sometimes I think it's all in my head. Smash it
3: so they can't find you.
0: I don't remember the moment when everything changed. These things happen so slowly. You adjust to one small thing after another. First, there was the water out of the tap would run black. But if you waited a little while and let it run, then everything would turn clear again here now? Who am I kidding? There hasn't been any water coming out of there for months. As dry as the grass in the yard. Slowly turning to dust. You'd notice that there was a few less cans on the shelf. He wants what's yours. The radio man said it was only temporary. He's always wanted Summer what's Summer would come yours. and then everything would be back They've to the way it was. always wanted what's yours. But no one really did anything. The news was just the same frightened, angry faces trying to be the one to talk the loudest. Trying to convince everyone else, or or maybe even themselves, that if it's told loud enough and often enough, it'll make it true. Then they rounded up all those people. There were always the others. You were told about them. The ones working against us. The ones that disapproved of how we lived. The ones that coveted what we had. What we had earned. What was our right. Listen to that venomous garbage. We couldn't allow sabbuse. them to prosper. So we made the sacrifices we had to. There were always the others. The ones not like us. This might be the last time I can broadcast. Is there anyone there? Please let there be someone there. Don't respond, they'll try to. I don't care who you are. They probably I don't even care if you're one of them you are I just need someone to talk to I just need to hear another voice That's not mine (laughs) for just a little while I haven't heard another person since my wife Decided that this was all too much. I guess it was that day when the electricity was suddenly gone. No. That happened a month or two before. I don't know. Does time exist? When there's no one here to mark its passage? When its only witness is decay? There are no answers. No communication from anywhere. The neighbors that were left didn't know anything. They all just disappeared behind their curtain windows. And and then one day, they just weren't there anymore. Had we won? Was it our time? And then the ash began to fall. Like a blizzard in the scorching heat of summer this was before there was no wind do you remember when it blew sour and its acidic gusts would burn my eyes am i coming through it's tricks can you hear me there tricks it's silent now no wind no leaves to rustle Tattered flags lay limp at the top of their masts? If there's no flag, is there no government? Does it still mean anything if there's no one left to salute it? If there's no government, then who will protect us from them? They've already taken so much from you. always been there. Your women and your meat. And there isn't any sign that they'll be going away anytime soon. They have to still be there because all the problems still remain. Weren't they the cause? They were the cause of all my problems. You'd be right? fine if it wasn't for him. I was promised if it wasn't for that once them. they were gone everything would be fine. That we've would have everything we could ever need. But they never seemed to go away. They never seemed to be defeated. Or if they were, there was always new ones to be dealt with. All I know is that they weren't like me. They hated me. So I hated them right back. You can hear it the hate in his voice I found my wife in the closet with my little girl she had told me that she wasn't meant to be in this world anymore she said none of us were but I could stay if that was my choice they're still in the closet I couldn't bear to see them anymore remind me of what I used to have. I I couldn't track them out into the yard. Can't bury them. The ground is too hard. It's like concrete. So I taped it closed to seal out the smell and the flies. I guess that's where they'll stay till the house falls in around them. They prey on your sympathy. It's their only weapon. I wonder if the flies are still alive in there. I could let them out. Then I wouldn't feel so alone. At least I'd have the company of other living things. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Please. IF YOU'RE THERE, SAY SOMETHING. ANYTHING. TURN IT OFF. MAYBE MY WIFE WAS RIGHT. MAYBE NONE OF US ARE MEANT FOR THIS WORLD ANYMORE. HE WANTS TO KILL YOU. BECAUSE HE moves. KNOWS THAT YOU WANT HIM it's dead. DARK AND SILENCE NOW. HOW LOUD THE WORLD USED TO BE. EVERYONE GOING THEIR SEPARATE WAYS intersecting, colliding now and then. I don't remember the last time I felt full. Not just my gnawing hunger. The last time I felt full of anything. Hope, desire, determination. Don't let them think you're weak. I used to say that everyone in the world had to be an optimist that was the only way you could make it through every day. If you didn't think that your tomorrow was going to be better than your today, then what was the point in living? Remember, you are I right. keep wondering if I should have joined the rest of my family in the closet. You've always been How could right. tomorrow be better than today? It seems like today never... Ends. It's hard to remember the colors. The world used to be so full of colors. You never realize it until everything just turns a dull monochrome gray. I found some cans today. They were in the basement of the house down the street. They're rusty, and the labels have crumbled, but I'd be happy to share. Lies. I don't even know whose house it was. I've been in this neighborhood for 15 years, and I don't even know the name of the person that lived four doors down and across the street. What was that just now on the roof? Strange... To think that they could have been anyone. They're probably already here. They don't live there anymore. Or they're on their way. I don't think anyone lives anywhere anymore. You shouldn't be listening. Maybe they pissed me off in traffic sometime. Maybe I raged at them and was full of hate. Maybe I wanted them to die. What was that? He wants to kill you. Maybe I dreamt putting a knife through their throat and watching them bleed out They've always wanted to kill you Maybe they were one of them living near me all along plotting against me Maybe they wanted to kill me too Would I have done it? Given the chance? None of that matters anymore If I saw them in their house today, I would have clung to them like a boulder in the rapids. If only I had. If only I'd seen anyone today. You're probably the last one. Any living thing. There can't be anyone else. I haven't seen anything so much as a cockroach. And I don't know how long. How long has it been since you actually saw anyone else? Please let there be someone else. Turn it off. Am I coming through? No. Don't, don't answer.
1: Stop it! Shut
0: up! Stop trying to trick me! You shouldn't have done that now. They know where you Hello? are. Hello? Are you there? You're barely coming through. Did you hear them? They're in the walls. I know you're one of them. I'm not scared of you. I've got nothing left for you to take. If you're there. They're at the door. If you can hear me. Don't let them in. I don't care who you are. Turn it off. I just need to know Turn that there's someone eyes. else. Please just leave me alone. I refuse to listen to you anymore. I hope you die before I find you and kill you myself. I can hear you. I can hear you. He knows who you are. Please, I'm so alone. He knows when. I don't you want to be are. alone anymore. Please, who is this? Why won't you just leave me alone? If you're there, that means that there could still be others. That means that there could still be hope. He won't be happy till you're dead. He wants to take everything from you. There are no others. There's nobody left. Don't you know? They're all gone. All of us. All of them. All of you. There's no one. Just me. I survived. I survived and now I have nothing. Hello? Are you still there? I think I'm losing you. Please respond. Goodbye. I'm taking the batteries out of the radio. That way you can't reach me. You can't try to trick me anymore. You're so faint. I can't tell if you're saying anything or if it's just static. What did you do? There aren't any batteries in the radio. There's no power. How are you doing this? Why are you doing this to me? Hello? Are you still there? Why aren't you answering? Hello? Is there anybody there? Please, if you're there, respond. Hello? I'm sorry. I just can't take the constant silence and permanent twilight of every day bleeding into the last I just need to hear something anything I can't sit here anymore with nothing but the rotting fruits of my memories, sloughing beat and leaving the barren pits of my mind whispers of how the world looked before the sky took on the reflection of the dried blood that still clogs the storm drains. when the earth wasn't covered with this thin, downy ash. The earth... This is Chris W., ladies and gentlemen. Out of character to assure you that two minutes till midnight has no further significance than as the holiday offering it was intended to be the Dirty Talk podcast's own version of dressing up in a sheet and jumping out of a bush and saying boo. Starting now, we couldn't soap all your windows and steal all your garden gates by tomorrow night. So we did the best next thing. We found some oddities to play trick-or-treat with your ears. So goodbye, everybody, and remember the things you learned tonight. Most all of them are true. One final thing. That grinning, glowing, globular invader of your living room is an inhabitant of the pumpkin patch. And if your doorbell rings and nobody's there, that was no Martian. It's Halloween. This now concludes our broadcast day. Amen. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> going